0: Do you have any advice on how victims of bullying can deal with it, or at least how to minimise the impact of it and heal afterwards? So with anything serious like this, this crucial starting point is getting support. Now that can be tricky, and I think it's really important to appreciate that. Because often when we're in this type of a situation, it's like, well, who do we talk to and who can we trust and, you know, will they understand? There can be a lot of doubt, a lot of questions there. But a fundamental, critical thing to appreciate is that there are people that absolutely care and will do everything they can to help. You know, that's just a fundamental starting point to just know that and to believe that very, very strongly. Now, again, that that still doesn't mean that there isn't sometimes a bit of work to find those paths and to find those people. But at least if you know that to be the case, then you can be strong enough to go on that path and to try and check in and find that support. And you know, to the degree that there's an urgency or there's any level of threat in this particularly, make sure that you're getting in touch with the relevant service or supports available in your locality. And uh, if it's something that's challenging but maybe a little less urgent, uh, you may be talking to other people, or again checking in with support services uh, at whatever pace is appropriate for you. So it's not that you should feel under massive pressure to, you know, to to sort all of this, but you should feel that sense that there is support there and checking in uh, with it and researching it and seeing what the options are. There's good support groups. There's online services. You know, we're available in person as well, and it's really important to uh, to avail of that support. So. On a personal level, when you're in that situation, what do you do before, during, or after? One really critical part of the experience of having challenging interpersonal interactions where there's bullying going on, or those types of, of threats, is not to take it personally. Now, that might sound sort of obvious, and you could certainly argue that it's hard not to take it personally when it's aimed directly at you and that's that's entirely fair however still do not take it personally because one of the worst aspects i suppose of a of a challenging bullying experience is how in a way hypnotic it can be you know we can just get pulled into the experience and our very sense of self then can be defined on what's happening so it's not that you know there's a thousand ideas or a thousand people in the world but one of them is saying one thing and that's counterbalanced against what everybody else is saying or doing very often just the way our system is built when there's a threat or a challenge our attention zooms in our perception takes it and expands it so it starts to fill our entire range of experience and so it becomes our entire world We're worrying about it in advance. We're thinking back on it afterwards. We think, what should I have said? What should I have done? There's a sense of apprehension. So it starts to really consume a huge amount of our attention. And while in real life, uh, there still may be too much of it. Still, there's probably much less of it in real life than there is in our perception and in our experience because of the amount of energy or emotion that we put into it. So A nice way of framing it, which is literally true, but we forget it sometimes in the moment, is that how that other person speaks or acts, what they do or what they don't do, that represents them and it doesn't represent you. So how that person speaks or acts, what they do, what they don't do, that represents them. They're representing themselves in what they're doing. It doesn't represent you. Now, again, there still may be impacts on you. And of course, if there's any sense of threat here, again, get that support. That's really, really important. But even in that case, there's still different ways of framing the thing. And you could have two people who are in the same challenging situation, one of whom doesn't like what's happening at all, but sees it as the other person being out of line and you know, doesn't take it personally. And Another person is having the same experience, which is challenging, but they really allow it to get to them and they really identify with it and they take it very personally. Now, it's not your fault if you take it personally. When something is hypnotic, that just means that it's engaging like a, a music video. You can't stop watching or a song you can't stop listening to or just something that captures your attention. It's not that you're choosing it in any way, so it's not about blame or fault. But it's a little bit like the, the snake in the Disney films where you just kind of get caught up, and mm-hmm. <laughs> captivated by it. What we have to do to some degree is kind of break out of it a little bit and realize that there are other people who care about us. There are other places to focus our attention. There are other options available for how we respond to this. And what's typically going on is that... A person themselves, from the point of view of the bully, rarely if ever will a person act in that way towards you when they themselves are calm, well-adjusted, in a good, peaceful, zen place in control of their life and happy within themselves. That's not what tends to happen. What tends to happen is they've got their stuff going on for whatever reason and they're projecting it outwards. They're putting it on other people because of that. So what we want to have is kind of the attitude of a good police officer who is able to see something that's wrong and intervene, maybe to protect other people and arrest the person, you know, to maybe restrain them if needed to arrest them. But to then at the same time, be able to chat to them in the squad car on the way back to the station. In other words, they're not taking it too personally, even though they were wrestling with each other a moment earlier. Now that's challenging. I appreciate that. that takes some maturity, but there's a kind of a clue in there as to how we can give it a bit more space. So it's almost like, uh, like in a horror film example, if it's some sort of a wild horror film, and let's say Uncle Bob. Get, the, the zombies get Uncle Bob, you know, so there's a horde of zombies coming. You manage to get inside uh, the, the, the cabin in the woods, but poor Uncle Bob, one of the zombies, bites him. So Uncle Bob becomes one of the zombies. So now Uncle Bob is after you. But you, you, it's not personal. You know it isn't really Uncle Bob. It, it's just kind of the situation. So you're obviously still taking it extremely seriously. You're getting whatever support you need. You're, you're taking whatever precautions you need. But in a way, you're not taking it personally. You know, it's an army of the undead after you in the zombie film. It's not personal. It's just kind of something that's happening. So that's almost... Not quite that wild, but almost the way I think we want to look at some of these situations. So, you know, take strong action, get supports, do what you need to do. But I think what we want to do in the midst of that is reclaim your personality, not to let yourself be defined by the situation you happen to be in. And you can normally find evidence of this, you know. Think of 10 different types of people you know. Do they all treat you the same? Probably not, you know. So one person is treating you poorly and another person treats you very well and somebody else in the middle. It's probably about them rather than you. That's not to say that we can't obviously work on our own stuff as well. But if it's something along the lines of bullying, well, that's obviously more than, than than you at play. There's there's other stuff going on there. And that's on them, not on you. You can always and it's always a wise thing to do to be improving your interpersonal skills, to be getting to know yourself a bit more. It's an ongoing practice. But, of course, in any really toxic situation, we want to make sure that we're getting those supports or we're removing ourselves from it or we're doing whatever we need to. So, on that note, forming other connections is a really important thing to do because sometimes just circumstantially, we're in a situation where you know it's kind of the only game in town we're with a person that you know the, the, the it's it's just not doing what it should be doing for us. And this can happen in school, it can happen in workplaces, it can happen in families, it can happen in relationships. There's any number of scenarios where it can happen. So, when we can't extricate ourselves from a difficult situation, at least immediately, what we can do, though, often is bring in other supports. And, you know, preferably that's other meaningful relationships that are empowering. But at least it can be indirectly that it can be various online supports or it can be, you know, videos or audio or podcasts or whatever else it might be. But just making sure that our attention is being filled with things that are empowering that kind of remind us of who we really are so that other people's stuff seems much more like other people's stuff and then we can feel a bit stronger and then take whatever the necessary steps are to to grow and to heal and to move beyond those challenges. So, you know, stay committed to that. Don't let yourself be captivated too much by other people's stuff. Remember who you are. Bring back those feelings of ease and wellness and, you know, continue to cultivate them. It's so important. If you found this valuable, do like, subscribe, and share. And what's your experience? Do you have any questions or topic suggestions? You can contribute in the comments, on social media using hashtag bodymindself or on jfl.com.